What's going on in crypto? Let's get an outlook for this group right now. Greg Johnson's with us, co-founder, CEO of Rubicon Crypto. Thank you for being here. So I'm not sure everybody fully, I'm glad you're here, not sure everybody fully understands what's been going on with, uh, you know, we've seen some mergers, we've seen bankruptcies, that you have the news of executives um, departing some of the crypto exchanges. What are some of the things that we're watching and why does it matter? It's really been a big goulash this week for sure, I will tell you. And first and foremost, we've worked right from the crypto winter straight into this endless summer of regulation. And I'm not sure if it's a case of it being too hot in the kitchen for some of the executives, but you mentioned we've seen some significant departures, most notably uh, from uh, FTX USA, their CEO departing uh, this week. And I think that's big news for the industry for sure. Uh, but also big news is this crescendo of bankruptcy activity. And I have to say, uh, the, 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 what we learned back in the olden days, Nicole, it still rings true. Buyer beware. And unfortunately, a lot of investors of all shapes and sizes are finding out the hard way what it's like to be in a bankruptcy long line. And we just had FTX doing a deal. And I guess, did you expect to see the executive changes there? It comes as a big surprise, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, Brett was a very respected member of the, of the crypto community. We'll have to see how that shakes out. Uh, you know, I think we all expected them to win uh, the, you know, the bidding war, if you will, for the, the assets for Voyager. So that's not much of a surprise, but I do think it is a bit of a surprise for that departure. I think you know, we've come right. to expect that. There's no crying in crypto, as we like to say to folks. It's a nascent industry. It's an exciting industry. But these things go hand in hand. What about the news on Celsius? You had another change there in the C-suite. Right? Less of a surprise there from my perspective. And listen, we're still seeing, and we will see for the remainder of this year, fallout from what has been an obviously challenging year in the digital asset community. And that's why we've always cautioned investors, be they institutional, be they private, they need to have not just a long-term perspective, they need to have a the longest-term perspective as we let things sort out. So what about the basic one that we follow so closely, right? We follow Bitcoin every single day. I think a lot of people liked Coinbase because they thought that that was, um, you know, more through their banks and things, and it wasn't just them on the web trying to buy some, you know, uh, some random crypto. What's going on here? Should we expect higher numbers in the future? We're cautioning people to, to prepare for more volatility throughout the next year, and I don't think things solidify uh, you know, for some time to come. As a matter of fact, both with Bitcoin and Ethereum, we see choppy waters ahead, but a very bright longer term future. You mentioned Coinbase. You know, let's let's be clear. They've taken their licks like everybody else in the crypto space. But, you know, my goodness, I think they've done many things the right way. They have a significant cash reserve. What they did uh, bring up earlier this year when the market started to really collapse in crypto was they started getting people to ask questions about, well, what happens if they go bankrupt? What happens if my crypto exchange goes bankrupt? And in the bull run, nobody right. was asking these questions. And the reality is the answer isn't exactly one that people want to hear. But there is a difference. It, it matters what state you're in. It matters uh, what entity formation. 
So there are crypto exchanges like Paxos and Gemini that are US-based, that are New York headquartered, and are formed as trust entities, which do provide a little bit more security under a bankruptcy scenario. I caution to remind everybody, if, uh, if things are going that bad, that means their crypto is probably really down anyway, so keep that in mind. And their different crypto customers could have different rights, right? I mean, that's what you're talking about, where yeah. you're lined up on the totem pole, and that's why you have to do your homework. You do. You have to do your homework and realize that size matters a great deal as well. When you, you think about um, the bankruptcy proceedings, you need resources and those that have the money to work through this entanglement, this process. And, and given the, the, the new formation of a lot of these crypto projects, states are going to be involved at a very meaningful level. It means that the plot is going to be very thick. And if you have the cash and the resources and the legal uh, capabilities, you're going to stand to, uh, to be more in the front of the line than others in a, of a similar standing, let's say, based on how they purchase and what, what type of crypto that they have. But this isn't going away anytime soon. And I would caution people to be ready for this for the long term. It matters where you own your crypto. It matters that it's in the United States. And in some cases, it matters in what state. And last but not least, should every young person, I guess young is a relative term, but not near retirement, um, younger person have some crypto and how should they do that quickly? You know, Nicole, I gave a lecture at American University that you're familiar with as well just recently. And I believe every younger investor should have a piece of their portfolio in a diversified digital asset program. Absolutely. That's right. That's my alma mater. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. Greg, that was nice of you. I appreciate that. Greg Johnson, co-founder and CEO, Rubicon Crypto. They were lucky to have you, Greg. Thank you.